वेलकम टू वॉइस फॉर लोकल और मैं हुमानशा सिंह कटियाल माई गेस्ट टूडे इज समम एक्साइटेड टू हैव अ कॉन्वर्सेशन विद हिज बॉर्न इन नैदरलैंड इज अ फार्मर सन एंड टूडे सेटल्ड इन कश्मीर क्रिएटिंग एंड प्रोड्यूसिंग सम अमेजिंग चीज वी आर इन कॉन्वर्सेशन विद क्रिस जैंडे द फाउंडर ऑफ हिमालयन प्रोडक्ट्स Hi Chris thank you for choosing to be a part of Voices for Local I'm looking forward to having a cheesy conversation with you <laughs> Thank you so much for this time and this opportunity and as well the willingness to hear us out so it's really a great honor for us So you know I want to know from you Chris that your tryst with India began in 2003 when you were first traveling the world and stumbled upon Kashmir uh, it was on this trip that you saw the local Gujar community making their traditional kalari cheese What made you go back home to Netherlands and learn how to make cheese? What happened there that made you go back home? What triggered it? A small correction there I would say is we started the 2003 to want to do something with the farmers. Right. And 2006 we only discovered really the milk and the cheese. Okay. So first we were attached with another NGO and with that it didn't go that well the project got stuck etc i got to know my wife here in kashmir so she was from singapore but i got to know her here so we got married and then actually we came back here into kashmir to make the cheese how it actually started is we looked to the farmers and said what do they have i have a farmer's heart myself i was born and brought up on a farm and when i saw the kashmiri farmers here i said what kind of asset do they have that we can utilize and actually empower them with or upgrade them with or support them with and then we saw actually that they have very good milk and then they said okay then i need to learn to make cheese so we can make cheese together and bring cheese to the markets from kashmir so i think it's a great thing because you actually took that skill set what they had and you try to bring your knowledge to it and create something beautiful in setting up himalayan products take me through the process of how did you put the team together and how did you create a production process to start with so we started with first a locality what was a good milk locality and with that we selected a certain area and through relationships we engaged with the farmers we wanted to have the farmers being a part of it it's not so much the goal of making the best cheese but we found even more important the way to get it and who is involved in the whole making the cheese so for us the development of the community was important very close to the grassroots was important the ownership of the community the pride of the community was important to it but also that the community could see and inspire themselves hey there's a guy here he starts from almost nothing also and with a good idea and a good attitude they actually make something work so just to create the hope of entrepreneurship because many people think on entrepreneurship as a big bag of money entrepreneur good idea good business plans etc etc but we saw the resources i had to learn so i could teach others and as i showed that i was learning i said just walk with me two paces behind me and we together can make it so we engaged with a local farmer that actually had some experience with cooking 
He did some waswans for wedding parties and so on. So there was a little bit of a knowledge. Next to it, his mother was a kalari maker and a butter maker herself. So he, as a little boy, knew what the cheese making was about. So he knew the character of the milk, good milk, bad milk, all those kind of things. He had a good knowledge about it. But he was also actually a very courageous person. To tie up with a foreigner in a rural area, people actually look a little bit onto and say, what is he all about? What is he trying to do? We don't understand him. So I think with his courage as well, it was actually really needed to help us through the road bombs as we went. And with that, I would say he became quite crucial as well, together with one other person, to actually really rise Himalayan products out of the soil and raise it as the, the, the size it is today. But do you think you had barriers to entry for setting up your business? Like you said, it's not easy for a foreigner to come in here and collaborate with local farmers. What have been some of your learnings now that you've been here of being local and understanding the ins and outs of running the food business in India? First of all, and that's my biggest learning, I became richer by doing this myself. And especially also not many times we look to academics to learn, but life is a very great teacher. Even farmers and poor people can still teach you a lot of life skills and a lot of life things. Absolutely. And first of all, the most precious learning I had was that business is not about money. And people think it is about money. That is the reason, the main reason why they want to do the business is the, about the money and the freedom and the power it gives. But actually, business is really about the community. It's about relationships that you have. Do you have the right contacts within the government uh, authorities to, to make it work? Do you have enough contacts with the vendors? Do they trust you enough? Do they respect and trust you back so they give a good product to you? And with that, you build actually the business with the character of the, the employees as well. When I have an employee that doesn't respect you so much or he doesn't understand you as well, how can he respect his boss? How can he perform the best? How can he represent the business as well? And with that, I think businesses are all about relationships and it is actually a community that you create with life-giving resources and strengths that come with it, actually. So that is my most valuable lesson that I have learned from it. You know, I couldn't agree more, but what you're also doing in turn is that you're actually empowering the local community there. And you're collaborating with them to make them feel a part of a team. And I think that is the best gift anyone can share. Like you said, it's not about money. It's about feeling the entrepreneurial spirit and to be able to get that confidence that we can do it. Yes, yes. And with that, actually, we had a serious meeting in the beginning. As I foresaw certain huddles coming up saying, people become jealous. What will we do with it? Communities need to have time to adjust to there's a foreigner in town to do business. We didn't want to compete yes. on, the, on the local resources so there will be jealousy or a push somebody out of the business on the other side. So I wanted to have a, a most harmonious 
entry within the community to establish the business as possible because it would be already as difficult on its own. So then we also actually were the first business that engaged the women because even in Holland, in Netherlands, milk business is a women's thing. The, the cow right. is, is cared for by the woman. She brings the cow down out, but she also milks the cow. It is her pocket money. It is her right. economics. So actually we engaged with the woman's affairs, but the cheese is also made by the woman. Right. And they work the most hygienic. We tried it with men. They were too sloppy. They were too unhygienic in many, many ways. So we really started to engage for the first time in generations that we engaged local young women, unmarried, but the, the village trusted their young girls to guard their honor, guard their respects, and with that to have a safe place to work in and a good environment to work in within the factory. And with that, actually, their bridal price came up. They had a reason why they needed to learn something on school. They had now a calculation. They needed to work on the first computer who was in the village. And it gave a lot of respect. Absolutely. I think this is super impressive. And I think it's also very forward thinking of the village folk. If they trusted you with you letting them do this, encourage the girls to come forward because, you know, it was not just your effort, but I think it takes two to tango. And it's very progressive on the part of the village community to be able to say that, yes, I think we should encourage our girls to work. We planned as such as well that we actually said with a man, first of all, to say, before we start this business, we're going to do something, but people will come and they will be, come and give you a double salary. But keeping an eye on it, that when somebody comes with a lot of money, they buy something, but do you give enough? And how long do you keep that value before they throw you out or whatever? So this business is much more than the money. Then keep yourself guarded against greed or even, yes, I don't pay a top salary, but see the other honor value take that you give to your community who can buy that so we had to have them understanding even our main cheesemaker he went never to school but he had an understanding for it and said hey this is more than a business this is more than just trying to get a salary and with that we had buy-in from them as well to understand that they could promote and give that to the village and the village heads and the fathers and the mothers of the daughters that we hired. I think it's a sense of achievement. It's a sense of pride, more than just getting a paycheck at the end of the month. And they know it now. Now they don't want to change. Absolutely. They know it now. They feel empowered. They feel a sense of pride. And that's how they will stay with you longer because they see the oh. effort that is being put from both sides, like I said, what you're giving them and the skills they're learning on the job. Yeah. But tell me something, what are the different kinds of cheese that you make? Educate my listeners a little bit about the different cheese. Tell my listeners a little bit about what is Kalari cheese. And how have you managed to blend international meats local? Um, so we started actually with the Gouda or the Gouda in the English pronunciation, but we call it in Holland Gouda. Right. And because I felt like when 
India is the biggest export of milk. Why can we not make uh, cheese, but we import cheese from other places of the world? True. And that kind of a margin can easily be plowed back to the farmers. So we started with the Gouda cheese. Then we started with the cheddar. And in 2008, they said, but we have our Kalari as well. That is something beautiful. So next to the Western cheese, now we get a little bit known. So there's a little bit of momentum. Let's put the local resources and the local pride of the cheese as well to the customers. The Kalari is really a local cheese that, that has the character of a mozzarella. Okay. I would say the bottom fats is out, uh, taken out of it. So it's a low fat cheese. And the stretching happens as well, the same as you have it with the mozzarella. So I would call it the Indian mozzarella or sometimes uh, lovely called as well du chapati or milk bread. But then in this case, the base is milk and not uh, something with dough like a pizza kind of a thing. But uh, yeah, it's a lovely cheese to work with. I would say that cheese is kind of a preservative or a way to preserve milk. Wherever you see and in the mountainous kind of areas in Switzerland, Austria, the nomads went into the mountains, the farmers went into the mountains, but then they had their excess milk and they didn't bring it to the village because the village was too far away. So wherever you see in the summer periods in Switzerland, but also here in in the Himalayan range in Kashmir, they had this excess milk and they found a way traditionally in making cheese so they could preserve the milk and didn't have to spoil or find something out to bring it to the bazaar or to the market. So essential, it is a, the excess milk is turned into cheese. Right. So today you accept online orders and deliver Pan-India. You retail in stores in major cities across India like Delhi, Chandigarh, Mumbai, Pune, etc. In chains like Food Hall and Nature's Basket. How did the retail deals come about? How easy or how tough is it to transport cheese and make sure it stays and you don't surpass the deadlines of expiry? What is the business like over there? How did retail come about? So that is the biggest challenge, I think, of an entrepreneur. You see your opportunities, your work on the front and so on. But then the back end is you have it, you have your product, and now you still didn't make money until you sold it. You have a beautiful product, but you have to market it. That was not easy. We went to travel around in the car, went to Chandigarh, Amritsar, just to the north, driving around, see what the market was and expose them to it. And very often it comes to margins, to squeeze yourself in between the distributors oh, we have so much of a range of a cheese. Why would you only give my cheese that I have only two or three different kinds? Why would you take that one and push the distributor aside for those three? And I would say is that with the natural aspects, with the artisan aspects, with the, the consciousness, but also we actually really came in when the cheese was really taking off. So it was also a right timing we found. We just started in a, in a beautiful timing that artisan cheese came up. People came a little bit aware of good quality foods as well. So with that, I would say our timings in the market could not have been better. Timing than, was than key. Is. Yeah, timing was key. But it is not easy. Uh, sadly enough, we have paused or halted Nature's Basket and Food Hall. 
simply because of commercial reasons, it doesn't become viable for us to do item price listings. I need to invest 1.5 crore to be able to have my cheese on the shelf in Nature Basket. Wow. And it's, it's not possible. That's deep. So I think we're sad about it, but that is sadly that we all hear a little bit, and I don't want, on this platform, I don't want to talk them bad. They have a beautiful product. Uh, they have good stores, whatever. People trust those stores. But uh, ethical and for a good small entrepreneur, it's actually the big stores are not the way to go forward, actually. It's, yes. it's, it's a tough one to, to do because they demand price listings, uh, high capital in advance with no promise of retail. Right. But tell me something, how did the pandemic impact your business? Because I believe it made you actually explore other product categories like honey and jam. So tell me something about how did you stumble and what are the different kinds of experiments and new products that you're creating now? Yeah. So you saw actually in the pandemic that people start to have much more time. Yes. They start to look onto their computers and internet as well to look for healthy foods. And with that, they came to Himalayan cheese, Himalayan, uh, they started to Google, etc. With that, we became much more in the market. So we saw much more sales in the pandemic. We grew as a business. Uh, we had our website set up and people like to share uh, things with, hey, I found this website on WhatsApp or something like that. We were talk of the town a little bit for that time and that really helped us. Just before the pandemic, we decided to go into the honey because we saw other beautiful products that other farmers that we didn't engage with with the milk, but they had uh, honey. So we said, let's do this as well. There's a blackberry that grows into the jungle, what is very healthy to eat, but it's not utilized. And that is the things that we are looking for is what can we utilize or what can we empower or what can we bring to the market that is unique and, and beautiful and will be appreciated for the quality uh, as well by our customers. Right. So what is the one milestone that you're excited about hitting in the near future? We're a little bit in the turmoil of employees coming and going because people get married and so on. And again, your business comes and falls with the employees that you have. And I would really see our business being properly established. I'm not too critical anymore in the processes or the problem solvings. We have our people in place, but also those people can train and pass on the, the spirit of the company to other employees as well. And hopefully we will pass the career this year. So that would be a nice thing as well. I think it's been so wonderful chatting with you, Chris. Thank you so much for giving us your side of the story. Because in Voices for Local, we do believe that the more we encourage small entrepreneurs like you who aim to grow companies, empower their people, are truly something we should value and cherish. Thank you for this opportunity and thank you for chatting. Thank you for choosing to be a part of the show, Chris, and wishing you all the best. To all my listeners, write in to me with your suggestions, names of brands that you would like to see get featured, and connect with me on my Instagram at Monisha Singh And please do follow at Voices for Local on Instagram to know more about your favorite local brands. Until next time, try out Himalayan cheese and enjoy it. Happy eating and happy shopping!